This is the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another episode of Ali La Rouge. I'm joined by regular guests John Nicholson and Steve Mono Monaghan, and I'm delighted to say Dave McDermott from the Stephen Gerrard Academy also joins us today. So since our last edition, we've had two great wins, one against Arsenal, one against Villa, but ultimately two disappointing results against Real Madrid in the Champions League. John, do you agree with Klopp when he said um, that we lost the tie over there in Madrid? Uh, definitely, because I thought we played pretty well on Wednesday night. And um, a bit of luck. We scored a goal. Take Salah. Salah takes his early chance. It's a, it's a totally different game. Um, but otherwise, just just a bit of luck really on the night because I think most, if not all, of the team played really well. Uh, but the damage is already done. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Mono, were you um, were you disappointed on um, Wednesday? I mean, we if we got that early goal, as John said, we got that early goal. It's a totally different game, isn't it? But do you think it was Klopp has got a Shoulders some of the blame for the team he picked in Madrid, picking Keiter and that. Do you think is that a fair criticism? Well, you can only go on what what Klopp he tells us what he sees in training. And if he if he thought on the day that uh, Keiter, as he said, you know, he, he wanted a dribbler and hopefully do more pressing to their um, their midfielders, which maybe Thiago wasn't wasn't doing because remember, you know, Thiago all the time. You know, as much as you think we love him as a footballer. He gets booked every game, and we did. Yeah. What we what we didn't want was an early booking in Madrid. Yeah. So, you know, we had the good, the bad, and the ugly. Then we we had you know the good winner at and then the defeat yeah. in Madrid, and then and but the ugly side of it was, it was uh, our finishing on yeah. on on, uh, on Wednesday. But yeah. I thought the team played really well, um, as John just said. There, you know, scored a goal. But we've been saying that almost every podcast, haven't we? Scored yeah, that first yeah. goal. Scored that first goal, then it's a different game. But Pressure it, was very, off, it, it was very apt on um, on Wednesday to, to uh, get. As I, you know, I was saying all, all along to all my mates, you know, to yourselves and all that. And it, even if we can go in one nil at half time or even nil nil, just keep in the game in the second half. You yeah. know, because if he could have snatched one even in the early second half, well, it puts the wobbles up them again, doesn't it? You know, and yeah. But uh, I, I thought we played well. Uh, yeah. Uh, Trent and. Um, Phillips was outstanding for me. Yeah, Dave, you know, from the Stephen Gerrard Academy, I mean, what, you know, obviously you're um, involved with developments of football and coaching and also team selection. I mean, would you say in, in Madrid that you, you probably got it wrong? Yeah, well, you'd have to say with hindsight and Klopp acknowledged that, didn't he, by taking them off, obviously, before half-time and stuff. And, you know, they were just we were given Tony Cruz you know, the run of the park, Modric, there's no pressure on him. The one one I would have played, regardless of case, was Bobby Firmino because he drops deep and he, he presses in them areas where we were trying to play off the shoulder a little bit in the wider positions, higher up the pitch and stuff. So I think we miss Firmino with the ability and, and the initiative to drop in and put them deep-line midfield players under pressure. So definitely miss Bobby in that game. And yeah, so... Yeah, it was it was it was a shame. Was it a case of you think that, as Mono said, that you know um, Kaiser's doing been doing well in training? Maybe thought uh, Real Madrid's aging midfield. They've never played that long ball game of the Real Madrid. You watch them week in week out. 
that's what surprised everyone, wasn't it? That they were going for that long ball. And basically, there was no pressure on them as they were picking those long balls over the top between uh, Trent and Phillips, really. So do you think it was a case of, uh, you know, everyone was surprised by that tactic, weren't they, really? We wouldn't be because, you know, we think, well, you know, that's that's what Mourinho did a couple of years ago at Old Trafford when Rashford scored those two goals, just dropped those balls behind Trent. But you don't expect Real Madrid to do that. And I don't know whether he could have done that in front of a crowd, you know. Tactically, do you think that was everyone surprised everyone, Dave? Absolutely, yeah. They would have had uh, you know, the white, white hankies out possibly in Madrid with the playing football like that. I think Zidane adapted, yeah. It's a different, obviously not in the burn about. And um, yeah, they haven't played that type of football that you associate with Real Madrid. In that in that game in particular, but so Dan's done his homework, hasn't he? And you know credit to him, and he's been doesn't get probably the plaudits he deserves in terms of you know his run as Real Madrid manager in the European Cup uh, victories are, are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you know to our detriment as well. So yeah, surprised by the tactics and yeah, and it's small details in any game, you know. And a two-one getting to Anfield, it's a little bit. Of, not less pressure at Anfield, but two ones more achievable. Whereas it seems to be in our, in our heads and just the run of the ball or coming yeah. off Salah's heel rather than clean contact away from the goalie for the you know that early chance. Yeah, yeah. John, I mean, do you do you think um, you know every everyone seems to be celebrating when we got Real Madrid, you know, in in the draw? Uh, but we did it on this podcast. And we said, wait there, you know, they've got some great players like. Uh, um, at least junior, you know, who was the difference in in the first leg, wasn't he? Really, you know, his, his pace uh, and his finishing. Uh, it was really, uh, you know, I, I, do you think we were a bit complacent? Almost Liverpool fans, and you know, oh, Real Madrid, the past the best, we can beat these, you know. Uh, poss- possibly a, a little bit. I'm not too sure that the club would have had that mentality, but may- maybe fans, yeah, because I actually thought myself it was the best team for us, you know. Compared yeah. to some of the others, we could we could have got it might have been a lot more difficult, given the sort of phase that we're in in our season, and certainly at Anfield up until last Saturday, things haven't been going well. Um, so so yeah, um, it was maybe everyone's preferred choice at the time. A little yeah. bit of wishful thinking as well, probably from a lot of our fans that it was Madrid again, and yeah, you know, time for revenge, people, maybe yeah, yeah, bit, bit of revenge. If it was possible to actually go back to Madrid, everyone would have loved that, you know. Um, um, you know, everyone would have loved if it had been in the Bernabeu as well. You know, it, it was maybe something that we've we've perhaps wanted for a few years to play Real Madrid, you know, in a knockout game. Yeah. Um, but it, it came this year, and unfortunately, given the circumstances, like um, yeah. it wasn't what it might have been. You know, I think myself, even at three-one, um, I think if we'd have had a crowd on. Wednesday night we'd have won. Yeah. I think yeah. we'd have beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mono, in terms of, you know, you look at that game on, you know, everyone's saying, oh, we can beat them 2 0. But I think everyone was feeling the heart of hearts that Madrid, if, you know, it, Madrid would score. So then we'd need three, you know. It was a massive uh, task, wasn't it, against the quality of Real Madrid, you know, to get. Yeah, yeah of course it was. But, you know, from, from the LCS, from, uh, as we just uh, spoke about there, the Salah's chance in the first few minutes, that set the tone for us. And then we were on the ascendancy, uh, 
right through right through the half then. And for me, when it was when we was losing the ball, well, Madrid just went went deep right away than we did. So we, we went back to our, our defensive mode, so they couldn't throw them long balls back over. But if you notice, it took us like three or four minutes to get the ball back off them every yeah. time we gave it away. So yeah. it was so that's where all the minutes was, was going down that quick, and, and we knew we had to score, sort of you know, hopefully in the first half, but it, but obviously not. But, no, but really, for me, yeah, but for, but for me, um, I, I think once, as I say, once we we, we lost the ball. It took us a while again to, to get going because yeah. we did have to come deep. But, uh, you know, I just thought, like, like John, obviously, with the crowd, you know, every, we keep saying it every week. Everyone can say that. But, listen, you know, we've seen it around field. We've seen it done, you know, what what a crowd makes. And, mm. uh, but, unfortunately, it wasn't to be this time, yeah. was it? Yeah, Dave, you know, there were a few eyebrows raised with the team selection on, on Wednesday, wasn't it? Because, you know, when uh, Jossum was on the bench and Thiago was on the bench, I mean, but... I think um, the way Liverpool played in the first half, I think through Klopp, Klopp's decision to play Milner was right, wasn't it? Because yeah. he got stuck in, didn't he? And he unsettled them, didn't he? Yeah, I think he set the tone in the first couple of minutes. He put a tackle in, he left one in on his Casemiro yeah. in, in midfield. And, you know, so I thought Milner pressed really well. We dominated. I know, you know, we did let them have a bit of possession uh, in the first half, but based on chances and situations I think we could have easily been 2-0 up we may be more confident front line or you know it could have easily took our chances a couple you know Salah was off balance and he's he put it over where that normally uh, nestles in the top corner yeah. and so on so on another day it's 2-0 so yeah. it, without, without his chance for Holland that's in the top corner isn't it yeah you think it's the I think it, it is the pressure isn't it of you know we've got to score two and certainly the you know you know, the uh, forward line haven't been on blob, have they? Let's face it, we have been getting, I mean, we were great against Arsenal, yeah. uh, but, you know, struggled again against Villa, didn't we? It was, we'd seen that game a hundred times, haven't we, against Villa? But then we got uh, Trent's brilliant goal at the end, you know, so we, you know, the, I think a forward line from the last two or three years, we possibly could have beat them 2-0. But I think the confidence is so low, isn't it? As soon as you start missing chances, it seems to affect them again, doesn't it, you know? Yeah, Salah's numbers are still unbelievable this season, but yeah, yeah the other four was haven't performed to the level in taking chances. You know, uh, say Mane is a is a shadow of like what he was in the first third of the season, even yeah. so. I mean, what's just, happened there? What's happened? I mean, is it you know he doesn't seem to have any confidence, Mane, but he seems to do. He seems to be controlling the ball well, and then seems to try and take a player on, but he just hasn't got that pace to go past him anymore. I mean, yeah. I know he had COVID and that, but could that affect him that much? You know, surely all the sports scientists at Anfield would know whether his his, uh, his rates are right up there, and the, and that's why he's playing him. So he must be he must have recovered, must he? Yeah, I, I just think it's confidence. He had some great yeah. moments in the first half, flying past the fullback, uh, putting crosses in early doors. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's confidence. It's a, you know it's so much in football. Yeah. And John, was it, you know, did it get, were you getting to like half time and then thinking 60 minutes he'll make those changes, which he did? And then thinking, if we just get one here with him with a chance, or would you, we in like a, a house where we'd all go, I know the score here, I know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, I must admit, like um, the last 10 minutes, my mind did start to think, 
I don't think we're going to do this now, needing the two goals. Yeah. And deep down, I just wanted to make sure then we didn't lose the game. And, and Madrid, they came out just a little bit more coming out of the shell a bit because I think they sensed we'd sort of um, given up what we were going to give. And uh, I, I thought it would have been, if we had a, if they had a sneaked one and we'd have lost, I think it would have been awful. Like, and, um, you know, Alisson had made a brilliant double save on, on a good yeah. chance that they had. And, uh, you know, I think for Phillips in particular and even Kabak, like, uh, I think um, if we hadn't got away with the clean sheet, like, I think it'd have been yeah. an awful um, injustice to them, really, because we played re- well enough to win. Yeah. And um, that that's just an last minutes. That's how I felt, really. Well, don't lose it now. Don't lose yeah. 1-0 now. Yeah. If we're not going to score, just, you know, don't lose the yeah. game. They, they were really celebrating at the end, weren't they? So, obviously, um, it was a massive thing for them to beat Liverpool at Anfield, you know. Well, yeah. you know, to, to get the, to, to not lose the goals, you know. And, of course, and yeah. Through, it's, it's, you know? It's, it's the European Cup, you know, quarter-final, they're in the semi-final. We're, we're one of the biggest scalps going. It's like, if we would have beat them, we would be saying the same. We, we, yeah. You know, everyone was eulogising about uh, Zidane's, you know, um, Stats in, in the European Cup and, and they are second to none. You know, he's, he's done absolutely uh, brilliant. Um, but we would have been exactly the same. And it's true what John's saying there. You know, I didn't want to lose the game. Go back to like what he said uh, at Let's Go last year, you know, when uh, we played absolutely great, didn't we? And then we go, you know, we go and lose the game. And then it's, you know, it's so disappointing after the way we played. And I, I didn't want that to happen on, on, uh, on Wednesday. But you know, the subs just didn't didn't do it, did they? You know, when they turned it around, you know, when he come on and, and it, he didn't turn it around for me. Um, we wanted more input. And it, it, I think the game went a bit flat, didn't it? You know, we just couldn't, no one could get hold of the ball properly. It, it was just, it just petered yeah. out in the end, didn't it? You know, even though we had another chance near the end. But, you know, Benzema, he should have scored these headers, shouldn't he, when he was in between mm. Phillips and, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it, you know, so just to answer your question, it's it's a great scalp for them. You know, obviously Liverpool. Yeah. You know, we, we had we had we had the, one of the best teams in you know in the world. And then mind you, hot up. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Dave, in terms of uh, in terms of you know getting players, you know you you deal with, you deal with a lot of young players now. If they if they lose that confidence in front of goal, I mean, what can you do? It's just get it's just getting them back out in the field, isn't it, and letting them have chances again. I mean, what 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 was great about um, the last few games is they are we are creating chances again. We are creating chances, and we did against Real Madrid. We just you know we just not clinical enough, you know. But how do you change that mentality as a coach? That's you know that's a big question. I mean. The best strikers, you know, who we can remember, they're just persistence, aren't they? Whether it's in basketball and to the Michael Jordan, the persistence and they keep going, it's having that mindset. And Salah's, you know, at times maybe he should play man in and they have little uh, spats and stuff, but uh, Salah keeps going. He doesn't tend to let his head drop. He might miss one, but he'll go again. So it's just kind of persistence and, 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 and keep going for it. But work on the training ground, it's all them old, you know, adages really. And, you know, you'd hope that something will turn and whatever. But, um, you know, for prolonged spells this season, um, we just haven't been able to find that rhythm again for, for whatever reason. But I think with the levels we've been at over the past two and a half years, that, you know, you just, you've just you had a dip in a number of other factors, really. So 
that's lent itself because we have dominated most of the games we've played in the season. But around the box, we're just not as fluid and working as a, in tandem with each other as yeah. they have done in, yeah. in previous years. Uh, have you? What did you think of um, Phillips and Quebec the other night? Uh, you know, uh, I they... thought Phillips was outstanding. Um, yeah. I thought, you know, in the air, he won it almost every header. I say Benzema did get one header chance, which, you know, he's going to, he's world class. But I think Phillips, where we haven't given credit for, is passing, splitting their midfield, you know, breaking the line, as they call it, into our uh, forwards' feet. And when Aldams a few times, uh, really few times on the front yeah, foot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it stood out yeah. that. And you've got to say, you know, with confidence and time, we've given the lad and, you know, needs must as well. He's developed loads, and you know whether he remains a Liverpool player or, or you know, but you you know you're cashing in on him for a much higher amount than you might have done. But I thought he played really well, and Kabach, yeah, young lad still, and but he's improved dramatically yeah. since his you know his first game again. So yeah, credit to the both both really. They've not conceded against Real Madrid. Yeah, so I mean, our, our dream was that we were going to win it again in Istanbul and get in the get in the Champions League next year, but that. Obviously, hasn't come uh, to fruition. But so, John, it's it's imperative now that we win every game, isn't it, in the league to outstand any chance of of getting that top four place. Yeah, we we have. I think um, there might be a situation where we don't win every game and we make it. But I think the important thing is a defeat or a draw has to come later on the the last game or whatever. Not now, because I think if the next time we slip, if it's sooner than later and the other teams have still got a few points on us, uh, it lets them off the hook. But if we just keep winning, you never know how West Ham and Leicester, perhaps even Chelsea, if they're going further in this Champions League, how they react and how they feel the pressure. If, mm. if we if we lose or don't beat Leeds, you know, if we draw, um, it just makes it easier for the teams above. So, yeah, we have got to win. Yes, essentially, we've got to win every game as as they, as they're coming to us. Um, but certainly, if we're not going to win one, it can't be in the next two or three, yeah. four games because yeah. we've got to keep the pressure on. Yeah. Now, do you, uh, that means the game against Leeds, you know, it's been put back to uh, Monday, which has uh, upset a lot of people's arrangements for the Saturday afternoon in various establishments uh, around the world. But um, so it's it's a must-win game, isn't it? Now, and they've come off. We've had three wins in the league. They've had three wins in the league. They've come off a tremendous result against Manchester City. So the confidence is going to be high, isn't it? You know, Mono, yeah. in, terms of, um, in terms of that game, I can see it being a high-scoring game, I think. You know, I, mean, I don't think there's any, any doubt of that. But it was 4-3, the first game of the season, wasn't it? All that seems like ages ago, that, doesn't it, in September uh, of this season. Um, just can see it being a high-scoring game again. And yeah, definitely. It's the way we, we both play because uh, you know they they just just don't go and go. Don't be and they leave uh, space at the back. And so hopefully, uh, from from three or possibly four, could could, um, could sneak in it and, and get a few goals for us. We said it the other week, didn't we? Against Arsenal, um, it, it was a must must win game. You know, if we need to, to finish for uh, to qualify for uh, the, the European Cup. Um, obviously Aston Villa, you know, we, we beat them. This is another one now, and uh, it's, it's it is a winnable game for us. Even though you know we all we all know the way Leeds play, so there's going to be there's going to be space for us. It's just that 
you know, uh, midfield and defence will be um, put under a lot of pressure I- again. So uh, it's Saudi Cup, isn't it? But I think yeah. uh, I'm going. For, I'm going for a, a Liverpool win, definitely. Yeah, Dave. Um, I don't know if you realise that Leeds have conceded 52 goals in 25 Premier League matches against Liverpool. That's more than against any other opponent. So we can score against them. There's no doubt about that. It's whether you know we can keep the likes of Bamford uh, quiet. You know, isn't it? How how do you think he he's going to approach a Klopp? It's it's going to be. I think it's going to be uh, they're going to both going to go for it, aren't they? There's no doubt. I think the big question, and I suppose I don't doubt it so much, but it's how we're going to respond from Wednesday. Disappointment going out the European Cup, Champions League. So how do we, you know, come on, boys, let's do this. Let's get in the top four, top three, um, and it can be done. So again, it's just approaching it in that way and keeping Leeds at bay. Leeds can be direct at times. So you know, you're asking Phillips. To have that confidence now, having played well against Real Madrid, to say, "Well, come on, you've got to follow that up now against Leeds." Fabinho, who wasn't probably at his normal level last Wednesday as well, you know, him doing that job screening, uh, you know, the forwards and stuff, and since continuing where he left off on Wednesday. So there's a few, you know, key positions. There were signs where on Wednesday I thought we were finding our level again from you know earlier in the season and and so on. So as you say, Leeds will let you play. Yeah, can we be clinical? And can we keep them out? Which I think yeah. we can, but they have got a few danger men. So it's it's set. It's going to be a cracking game, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really looking forward to it. And I, do you think with um, Trent, you know, being left out the England squad? I mean, don't only go into what Liverpool fans generally think about the England team, but uh, do you think that's that's done him a bit of good? Do you think, or do you think it's made him trying to prove himself again? He seems to have upped his game again, doesn't he? To yeah, he's, I think more and more you look at him, you know, you've seen his leadership skills, you forget how young he is and how, what his experience so far and to achieve what he has in this short space time is unbelievable. So, yeah, massive disappointment for him to, to obviously, um, you know, be left out of the England squad. So I do see a bit of steely determination now and up in the ante and, yeah, you know, we might have run out a bit of gas area, you know, through a certain period, but they seem to be finding that little bit of his edge again now. And, uh, you know, his deliveries are coming back and even defensively, obviously he's more mindful of that because that's what's being pointed at him all the time. But I'm seeing, you know, he played really well on on uh, Wednesday night and in the previous game. So he's on his game again, Trent, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, John, in terms of um, Bielsa, I mean, I know there's a lot of speculation about whether he's going to stay at Leeds, his contract and that, but He'll be wanting to prove something against Klopp, won't he? I mean, he's he did that at Anfield the first game of the season, didn't he? It was like it was like a heavyweight boxing match, wasn't it? It was like punch to punch, wasn't it? You know, you score one, we'll go back and score another. You, can you see the game being like that, or do you think you know? Um, Definitely, Klopp I think um, could could well be. Well, I think it will be end to end, and I think even if you were beaten Leeds two or three nil, you you wouldn't be able to switch off because they'll keep yeah. coming. Yeah. And the good players, and Bielsa's done really well for them. You know, um, personally, I'm I'm made up that Leeds are going to stay up easily. Yeah. You know, the, I've always wanted to see Leeds in the in the Premier League. You know, um, given that when when I started watching football, like they were our big rivals and yeah. Titanic clashes that I remember from the seventies. So it's it's a pity Leeds have been out of the big time for um, such a long time. But I'm I'm glad they're doing well, and I hope the manager. Um, stays with them and I hope they yeah. continue to do well. 
Yeah. Um, referee, John is Anthony Taylor. Have you got a little black book on him? Oh, oh <laughs> I'll give you all I've on, on him. I, I was going to say, by the way, um, if you go back to the Madrid game, I thought the referee was excellent. Yeah. He was having none of it when someone fell over. Yeah. Or yeah, was yeah. looking for the foul. He just said, get on with it. And and I think it's a, it's um it's a big thing for our game that the game keeps going. You know, like the tempo that we want to set. And I think um I definitely think since, since if you go back to that West Brom game when West Brom just killed the game, they killed it every possible moment they could, whether it's a throw in, a free kick, the the goalkeeper with goal kicks. It's like everyone's looked at Chelsea when they beat us two 0 in that you know the Gerard slip game. And since since West Brom, that's all they've all come to Anfield to do the same thing. Aston Villa were doing it on Saturday. Yeah. Just wasting yeah. time, getting yeah, injured yeah. and coming back on the pitch to fall over. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then um, what's her name? The Costa or uh, when he was down um for two or three minutes and then he gets up, there's there's nothing, yeah, nothing wrong, wrong with him. With him yeah. Um yeah. and and some of these referees just, just let it go on. But that referee the other night, he didn't let it go on. So so I think um that's a big thing for us. Whether yeah. Taylor will, whether, well, in fact, whether Leeds United would do that on Monday, I don't know. Probably I don't, not. Yeah, I don't think they will. You know, probably not. Look, but these not other teams, team, no. But these other teams have seemed to um, have, have, you know, made it into a fine art. I know how to stop us. You know, going to watch what West Brom did, how they killed the game, and um, the, the stop start doesn't doesn't help us at all. We want to yeah. yeah. get the tempo, keep it going, keep it going, and. Um, yeah. That referee of was was brilliant because he didn't let Madrid k- kill the game in that sense. Yeah, Mono. In terms, of, you know, being some classic Leeds matches over the years uh, between Liverpool, um, uh, especially Ellen Road. You know, um, I think it was uh, this. It was back in two thousand three, was it when the um, what's his name? Vizuka. Um, he scored four, didn't he? Four. Yeah. Um, so when what, what year was that? Can you remember what year that was? Two thousand and one was it or something like that? Anyway, it was early two thousand. It's before Leeds haven't been in the Premier League since two thousand and four. I don't think so. It was uh, it was a couple of seasons before that. But Liverpool, you know, it's a high scoring fixture, isn't it? The oh, Liverpool Leeds game. So Liverpool Leeds games have always been great. You know, as John said there, you know they were our enemies in the seventies. Wasn't wasn't Man United in the early early seventies to an extent. And when we go to you saw to Ellen Road and uh, Mick Jones, you know, Sniffer Clark, you know, great, you know, Eddie Gray, all great great names against against um, Liverpool. But it's always been for me, this is this has always been like a, a proper football match. You know, when we play Leeds, the crowd's always been up for it. Uh, both sets of fans, you know, and I, I think it's it's I think it just goes back from the sixties and the seventies that there's a there's a there's a rivalry there. Obviously not not through trophies with, with us and yeah. not like Man United, but I think it, a football and rivalry, and uh, it's it's once a once a saver I think, and it'd be, yeah. it'd be great watching it on um, on Monday nights. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, actually November the fourth, two thousand. Leeds four, Liverpool three. <laughs> yeah, let's hope that's not the same result on uh, Monday. But I can, as as I say, I can see it being a high scoring game. I think we're we're all looking forward to it. And it's one of those games which we've, we, you know, we've just we've got to get through, and we've got to get those three points. Well, that's what uh, we said earlier, early on, Pete. Didn't we? You know, it's uh, every game's a must-win game. 
you know, yeah. there's, there's all the other teams, you know, they're all, they're still, they're lot, I've looked at all the fixtures and, and they're all, they're all playing each other. We've still got Man United, obviously, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But, but everyone's going less... take points off each other, aren't they? Of course, yeah. So, you know, yeah. they can be, they'll be saying the same as us. We, all we can do is win our, win our own games and then, yeah. and that's all you, that's all we can do, isn't it? Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Uh, talking about David, about the Stephen Gerrard Academy, um, invited you on really to give us a bit of a background. Uh, it was relaunched as the Stephen Gerrard Academy in 2019. David, can you tell us what the setup is and where you're based and 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 how how you get recruits, how you get people in, you know, how many coaches you've got, that type of thing. Yeah, uh, certainly. Yeah, so we're based in South Liverpool, uh, the south end of the city. Um, on University of Liverpool site, fantastic site. And basically we've been around for like 10 years in, as Liverpool Football College, but then in more recent years we've decided to, you know, move away from the club and so on and then be, become more independent and be in control of our own destiny. And um, and with that, um, obviously having a, a great relationship with Stephen. Um, and he's always been in the background supporting us, advising us, guiding us, and, you know, whenever possible in his schedule. And, you know, we had approached him in, when we first set up in 2009-10. But at that point, he's still one of the top players in Europe, if not the world and stuff, and he's got a different mindset. So we just revisited him um, in more recent times. And obviously, he's more a manager. You know, he's got a family of his own now. It's, you know, a different stage of his life. And, you know, we were made up, and as was he, uh, to, to get fully on board and stuff. So, you know, Stephen's on board, and it's Stephen Gerrard Academy. Um, we're, we're engaging, you know, local young people from around say the Merseyside region because we've had like a girl move up from Leicester who loves Liverpool and with a brother in uni and stuff and you know so people the draws there uh, as like the gravitas of you no know, Steven Gerrard is still you know yeah you know it goes you know is massive in his own right so but with that uh, you know the, the interest has been huge really uh, you know young people who you know Istanbul they were much younger, but obviously the legacy lives on from certainly the headline, you know, that was the, the highlight of Stephen's career, I suppose, in many ways. But yeah, so we, you know, we've got record numbers coming in for September. For how, many people, then? how many people up in? Yeah, we should we should have around 170, 200 young people. And, uh, are they are they are they fee paying or does some of them get scholarships or what what happens? Yeah, no, so it's it's you know it's government funded, is it? You know, so to speak, it's um, you know funded as a as a sixth form as a school would be, and the students are you know placed here, um, get a place here, and um, on the program and on the football and doing their education and so on. Yeah, to get people who you know being released by academies, you know by actual Premier League academies, that type of player as well. Yeah, we've got great relationships with you know loads of clubs in the northwest. Um, you know, with our clear links and stuff but when we first started we, you know we're still at Liverpool Academy at that point they were referring players and we had quite a few um, lads at the time like Paul Mullen um, who was released and you know they wanted to pack football in they were done uh, they weren't getting scholar at Liverpool and just give the likes of Paul a, a platform and he's had a, gone on to have a great career uh, Huddersfield Tramia, Swindon, now he's at Cambridge and he's like one of the top goal scorers in Europe with all kinds of scouts watching him and you know that's just one example of like what I suppose 
you know, how the youngsters can use it as a platform, as a springboard uh, to, to, to go in. And, you know, clubs are looking to take top players off us. And, you know, lads who, and girls who haven't been fortunate to step up into, like, the top levels of academies, whatever, that they can come to us and then develop, you know, academically or give the football another go. That being said, we are inclusive, um, you know, massive interest in football. It's a big industry. And, you know, we've got lots of lads and girls who just love football and, yeah. you know, just it brings you together and then they find careers within the game, really. And how many coaches have you got on the staff? Um, on, our, on our Liverpool site, uh, it's like 15, up to 15 staff, of which yeah. I'd say there's eight or nine coaches and, you know, former professionals to B license, A license coaches with, you know, yeah. massive experience. So the youngsters are getting, you know, the best thing outside of professional football, full-time football, really. Yeah. And so what age group are you specifically aiming at? Is it over, over 16s is it, or over 18s? But... Yeah, so but as a sixth form, you can do A-level and A-level equivalent qualifications, 16 to 18, and now we're offering, in addition to that, uh, degrees um, yeah. in conjunction with universities. And we offer the football elements of it, so they continue to... St- train full-time and have fantastic playing experiences and keep progressing because that's really yeah. important now to you know continue playing full-time and developing because you know you're still growing it well in your you know in your early 20s now uh, so we're given that environment where they keep progressing then but getting the balance with their education which is at the heart of what we do so you actually have teams in leagues do you i mean yeah, so um, yeah. you know, competitively, as we're inclusive, uh, you know, all the teams will play football, so they'll train, they all follow the same program, no matter the football ability, and they'll play locally in Merseyside colleges, and then as you get to the higher end, the more elite players, they're pay, playing in the National Youth Football League, which is a fantastic um, league, well run, and you're playing against you know other professional clubs equivalents of our of ourselves and. Right across the country, uh, there's loads of young people who, who are making it into full-time football or going on to have other, you know, great careers in yeah. in the industry, really. And is there, is there a style of football? You know, obviously, Stephen's put his name to the academy, but is there a style of football that you, you all, the, all the different age groups play? What a certain style, you know? Yeah, we, we do. I mean, you know, following on from... We were working in Liverpool Academy, the likes of uh, Rodolfo Burrell, who's now Pep's assistant, and certainly, you know, Mike Marsh, uh, Coops, who's at Swin- Swansea now, and we were around them when, like, they kind of developed their ideas at the time, which have, you know, very current still in football about the high press and the start playing playing out from the back. So we just try and put that through all our young people and make them comfortable on the ball to play play through the lines and play football in a way that you try and see it as much as you can on the telly, you know what I mean? And, you know, the principles and the, the trying to play in the right way is, yeah. is what we try and get over to them all the time. And to have the, the high fitness levels, you know, we take very much a sports science approach and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's great for them really, you know, and, and it's good to be seeing young players and people being developed on and off the pitch in the right way. Mm. So if if a player was uh, tackled and started doing roll, rolling around the pitch screaming, he'd be out the academy, would he? Exactly. I mean, you know, Stephen's all about you know hundred percent commitment, honesty, and and you know rolling your sleeves up. 
allied with aligned with like you know your technical ability and stuff you know what i mean so very much his approach is our ap- approach and yeah. you know it's being honest and, and working for the good of the team uh working as one so and and we put that through to all our students right across the board um, and yeah. you know again on and off the pitch because it's good uh, lessons in life really on how yeah, to yeah. approach things and is there any plans to move it outside of Merseyside area as well or yeah, um, you know, again, we've always had that question asked because, you know, we go to Dallas Cup every year and, you you know, you meet so many different people and I'll oh, come to, you know, come come wherever around the world. Um, but, yeah, so we launched last September over in Northern Ireland with Lion FC. Oh, fantastic, fantastic club, you know, in terms of partnership with them and they've had great outcomes already. Um, and then with the levels of interest, um, we've, we're launching in Chester. A Chester site in September 21 yeah. down in Surrey uh, and then as far as uh, certainly Alicante and Tenerife uh, for September 21 Yeah, I'd be interested in those trips if, you're there, if you've got it Yeah, well, yeah it's, you know, it, sounds, it sounds brilliant Dave I mean how, how often does I mean obviously he's the manager of Rangers isn't he but I mean can he come down and see what's the progress going on is, is that what he does or yeah, well, not as much as he'd like to this season for obvious reasons, but yeah. that's not to say, you know, he's on the phone most every other day, if not, you know, within, with certain staff support and guide and liaison, takes, yeah. you know, a big interest in the young people's progress, the results, how do you get on? And during lockdown, certainly, he was fantastic in on coming on Zoom calls, speaking to certain students around, you know, what they were yeah. facing in lockdown and how, how it was, you know, similar for everyone and trying to motivate them and support the mental health and stuff, which, yeah. you know, was a reflection of Stephen's, um, you know, outlook and commitment to what we're doing. Yeah, no, it sounds absolutely brilliant, Dave, and good luck in the future. And obviously, I don't think you get a better uh, endorsement than the likes of Stephen Gerrard, could you? You know, it's absolutely fantastic. Thanks for thanks for letting us know about that. Um, before we go, uh, last couple of things, um, John, you were going to do an update on the VAR because Spiritus of Shankly were um, in conjunction with the Football Supporters uh, Association were doing a, a bit of a survey. Have you got any quick updates on that, John? A couple of minutes. Yeah, it was actually um, an FSA survey which which we supported because we did we did our own sort of very quick. Tell us what you think about VAR. But but the Football Sports Association made it a bit more formal and put a load of questions out, which people had to just, you know, um, strongly agree with or strongly disagree with on, on one of those sorts of, uh, on that scale. Um, so they've they've completed it now. They let it run for um, about 10 days, I think, in the end. And they had 30, 33,000 people take part in it, which is uh, pretty good. And... In the sort of free flow text box where they ask people to make their own comments, I think they've had something like um, seven hundred thousand words, which which uh, people yeah. have contributed. So, no no report yet. I, I guess it's going to be sometime this week. They'll tell us exactly um, what the outcome was. But pretty positive that uh, a lot of people took the time to um, to to, yeah. to complete it. Yeah. You know. But I, I think, think most football fans probably think the same about VAR, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think people's opinions have changed over the season, only because I think people probably after goal line technology thought, oh, that's a good thing, and bringing VAR and we get the proper right decisions now. But it, it's absolutely killing the game, isn't it, Mono? I mean, in terms of 
enjoyment in terms of celebrating goal. It's you know just imagine it's bad enough at home, but just imagine if you're in the ground. No, we we said this for how long now? You know how much it's, it's not. And by the way, it's not just Liverpool fans saying it. It's it's, it's everyone. It's everyone up and down the country. It's you know we, we had it again uh, against Aston Villa last week. Did we? You know it was this was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's just no end to it. You know. Then he seen the one the, the night before when uh, when uh, uh, Wolves in Fulham. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. I think yeah. It was. You does know, anyone, Dave, as a coach now? I mean, does anyone understand the offside rule now with VAR? I mean, it doesn't. You know, do you understand it? I mean, I don't think anyone no. seems to because. You know, it just seems to be uh, baffling, doesn't it? You know, I think if if they're going to keep VAR, I think it's got to be defeat, hasn't it? You've got to forget the hands and the head and everything, you know. And, you know, people were getting pulled up for pointing and where they wanted the ball and that stuff. So it's got to be defeat, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think Jota's yeah, feet were like about a, a good yeah. two yards away from the. Um, the Villa yeah. defenders, yeah, yeah, and and then it's because it's, it's actually become subjective. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it's it's just pointless because it's not fact. And yeah, uh, yeah. seeing Peter Moore put a good tweet out saying about the the camera quality doesn't you know match what the, the you know what it, the technology yeah. demands, what the decision demands, yeah, yeah, which was yeah. a fair point. And he's into all obviously the the software side of things, and mm. it it's just a massive no. Yeah. So a quick survey before we finish. Um, John, yes or no, VAR? Absolute no. It's not on. in the game. Nine. Nine. Dave? No. No, I'm a no as well. So that's for 100% against VAR. You've been listening to Ali LaRouge. Thanks to Dave McDermott from the Stephen Gerrard Academy giving us some information, brilliant information on, uh, on the Academy. Thanks to Stephen Mono and John Nicholson, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time, and hopefully we'll have more points on the board and we'll be looking forward to the last few games of the season. Thanks, everyone. Keep on uh, getting in touch on social media about the podcast. It's really important, and you know, it's, it's great when you get, we get feedback. So you've been listening to Valley Roos. Thanks, everyone. See you in a couple of weeks, and come on, you Reds. You've been listening to the Valley Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.